Hi, Steve Addison here for the Movements Podcast, a podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today we drop in on the Exponential Europe Conference. Dave Ferguson talks to Daniel Norberg about the journey from denomination to movement. I'm getting to have a conversation with you in an interview. Uh, someone who is, uh, is a husband of, of, uh, of Anne Sophie and also a father, has four children, a uh, pastor, someone who is a very passionate advocate of church planters, um, leader of the evangelical free denomination in Sweden, and uh, one of the really great, great leaders uh, here from across Europe. Would you do me a favor and please welcome uh, Daniel Norberg. Um, I would love for you to kind of start out just kind of telling your story, because as I understand it, and a little bit, we've had a chance to kind of catch up and talk. Um, you originally, I mean, you had no interest in being a pastor at all. No. Am I right? No. So it was the most boring thing I could think about, you know. <laughs> um, I grew up as a, a pastor's son, uh, so, you know, I... I watched it from the inside, and uh, of course, I mean, there were gold uh, things in the church uh, when I was growing up, but there were very few, I would say, so it was boring. Church was boring, so becoming a pastor, not me, no, so becoming an ice hockey professional, yeah, (laughs) Uh, or perhaps a rock star, yeah, (laughs) but not a pastor, no. And so when you finally did... Um, tell, talk a little bit about that, how you really came to the point where you're going like, no, this was God's call in my life, and then where God placed you was, wasn't exactly the most exciting, dynamic place. No. Uh, so uh, we married. My, my wife is here today also, so I'm she? she's here, yeah. Uh, we married when we were 19, you know. 19? 19. You guys were babies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, and got two children, you know, and so life was, you know, busy. Yeah. Uh, but then I, I needed to do my military service uh, for one year. And, and during that year, uh, I had uh, some guys, you know, who were, you know, burning for Christ. And we encouraged each other to read the Bible and, and uh, to pray and so on. And during that year, you know, a lot of things came alive in my spirit. So, for example, when Anthony started here, uh, the conference with Matthew 16 mm. about the church that uh, prevails against the gates of hell, that was one of the verses, you know, that, wow, is this church? <laughs> uh, then I want to be a part of, you know, seeing that happen. So that, that was uh, what happened. So after that, I signed up, sort of. And we signed up together, me and my wife. And so the the first church that, I mean, you got placed into, it was a small church, about how many people? Yeah, about 40 active people in in the south of uh, Sweden. And what was the demographic, the age group of that? Yeah, the most of them were were retired people, old people. So we were sort of two more families than me and my wife, and then two singles in the church in Malmö. And, uh, of course, we and the leadership there... If, if God isn't doing anything sort of in five years, ten years, the, the, the church will die. Right. That was, and it was an old church founded in 1866. Uh-huh. And, and I actually have a big uh, fan club here from, oh. from uh, Sweden. So Sweden, yeah. stand up. Yeah. <laughs> Where's our Sweden contingent? Swedish. There we go. Hey, all right. Uh, 
Uh, and actually, three of the pastors that are pastoring now in, in this church, in Malmö Church in Malmö, are here also. Oh, that's so that's terrific. great, yeah. So, so, I mean, really, so you, were kind of, you moved into a situation where it was an older, I think by your own description, a dying church, about 40 people. But through God's grace and your leadership, it became a church planting church. Yeah. And so talk, tell us how that happened. <clears throat> and the, the interesting thing is that already before I was 26 when we moved there, so a young guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but before we moved there, I got the sense that we, we will plant a new church. We will start planting churches. And you asked me yesterday, how come? Yeah. And we talked a little bit. And I was thinking about this tonight, you know, during the night. And well, probably, you know, uh, you, you have the pioneer movement here in, in, in England and the Ichtus movement, and those influences, actually, we heard of them in mm. Sweden, and our denomination picked up some of those, so we actually talked about church planting. So already, uh, I would say, after one year, in 1995, so I started in 94, 95, we started pioneering a church in Rosengård, an immigrant area, uh, and... Uh, after some time, we sent 11 people from our church, and some of the best. Mm. And then we only were, I think we were at that time, 110, 120 in the church. So we sent away 11, and that was... Significant. Yeah, significant for us. But the interesting thing was actually that uh, it, it went one year, and then we were more than 120 after one year. So, so we actually became stronger through sending and, and planting this church. And I, so I, that I, was... When, when Daniel told me that yesterday, I think that's a, really a key point for us to land on too because, I mean, you did the thing in faith saying, okay, we're going to send out our folks, we're sending out some of our best folks, and then God responds in faithfulness by actually sending you more people back yeah, and yeah. your church actually he grew. Did. And did. I think for you, that was a real pivotal point for you in going really, not only knowing the right thing to do, but kind of really trusting God. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's also for the church. Yeah. Because uh, I can trust, you know, and I can believe, but to get the whole church, uh, well, this actually uh, is working. God is <laughs> blessing this. So we can do it another time. We can do it another time. So, of course, it, it builds faith sure. uh, in the church. And out of that, really, for you, there was, there was an analogy that I know you like to use. Yeah, where yeah. Where you kind of compare... Yeah, uh, the I got, church to I go read, ahead and share that. I love this. I mean, uh, I read this somewhere. I actually don't know where uh, okay. any longer where I read it. But I read that women athletes, uh, when they when they get children and you know come back after having their first child, they actually get stronger. And many of them, uh, you know, can can become better after being pregnant and deliver a baby, and then you know starting running again or what they are doing. So that analogy I, I used quite a lot and said to the church, you know, if, if we are birthing, if we are sending, uh, if we are, you know, alive as a church, uh, reproducing, then, then, you know, we will be more alive as a church. It's, it's a win-win. Right. Mm. And, and, and that was really the first of then a series of church plants that came out of that, that yeah. local church. I mean, we, we, we can't boast of being a uh, uh, church planting or uh, reproducing church. So over uh, 20 years, we took the initiative of planting five churches, uh, but sort of three of them are still going, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's a hard work, uh, and it's a lot of effort, but I mean, at least we are uh, trying to obey Absolutely. Uh, God's command and, and uh, doing what we, we think is right. Yeah. 
And one of the things we wanted to get to, too, was the idea of, of a church planning denomination. Yeah. And so in the last couple of years now, I think it was three years ago, um, you, kinda, you moved into a new role as the director of the Evangelical Free Church for the Church of Sweden. Um, back up just a little bit, because you weren't really sure about taking on that role. And there were some things that really God had to do, some remarkable things that God did reveal to you that made you say, yeah, this is, this is something I ought to step into. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, 20 years ago, I, I got this word from God about the local church. The local, as Bill Heibel says, the local yeah. church is the hope of the world. So that was, you know, what I was living for, actually, and, and believing in the local church can change the world. So then I got this question from the denomination, would you, would you like to become the, the, the leader of the denomination? And, you know, in, my response was, do I really believe in a denomination? Hmm. Uh, if, I, if I don't do that, then I shouldn't lead it, you know? So, so, so that was my first, you know, sort of... Uh, so I needed to pray about that and, you know, search God for that. And, and during that time, uh, God showed me First Thessalonians uh, chapter 1, the first 10 verses, that actually when I was a local pastor, that has been... A, that those are remarkable verses for a, a local church. Mm -hmm. But then I read it now again in, in reflection about this new, um, you know, position. Uh, and I realized eh, this is more than just a local church. This is a movement. Yeah. So I, I looked and, and saw that, you know, in First Thessalonians, we have actually the gospel that comes to Thessalonians with not only words, but power and the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, and we understand that, I mean, the Father sent the Son, and the Son is the gospel, the good news. Uh, and Jesus uh, transformed Saul of Tarsus, that became Paul. So you have ascending from the Father and ascending of Jesus with Paul, and then Paul, I mean, doesn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, uh, you know, preached to Silas and Timotheus, and, and they become this apostolic team, and they are sent to Thessalonians. But they, doesn't build, they don't build a church, a local church, and, you know, are, you know, satisfied. Right. But we read there that they make the word uh, known in the whole of Macedonia, the whole of Achaia, and all over the place. So when I read that and, you know, saw the, the sending, the movement in this text, I counted to perhaps se seven generations right. of sending through that text and realized uh, local church is amazing, <laughs> uh, but there is something more when you connect in a network, in a movement that a, a, a one local church can't do. So then I realized... Uh, or I, I felt the Lord speaking to me, this is what I want you to be a part of, to see this sending movement of local churches coming together, planting new churches, reaching out with the gospel. So, yeah, then, okay, God. <laughs> and so really when you said yes to being the director of the Evangelical Free Church of Sweden, you didn't really say yes to being the head of a denomination. You said yes, <laughs> you said yes to saying, I'll, I want to provide leadership for a movement. Yeah. And of course, uh, I have the chairman here of the board, so... But we also uh, said yes to the denomination. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I, I need to be careful, you know. <laughs> but, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but of course, I mean, our denomination are, I would say, we are progressive. Uh, and they said, you know, the board said, actually, we can look at our movement, our denomination, and see that we have been a, a missional movement in the past, 
but now we are sort of on the top of an S-curve right. uh, with the risk of plateauing and declining. Right. Uh, so, Daniel, uh, go for it, you know. So, actually, for six months, we put together a future group. So, when I started, they didn't just say continue with things as usual. So, we put together a future group, and for six months, we asked all those questions. How uh, does it look to be a denomination in this time? and to reach out with the gospel and to see a movement, both internationally, because we have a big international work, right. but also in Sweden. Uh, so the, the, the movement, the, the denomination has been awesome, actually. So we actually took it to a point last year when we called together to an extra congress, a general assembly for all the churches. And we made them decide, or they decided <laughs> with the Holy Spirit that we w now want to be... Um, uh, growing, dynamic uh, movement of missional churches that plant new churches, train leaders, and serve the community. And that, and that right there, what you just said, that's, that is the new mission statement. That's his, Did you guys catch new... that? <laughs> say, say that again, I mean, just so people that really sinks in. We want to be a growing, dynamic uh, movement of missional churches that plant churches, train leaders, and serve the community. I think that's awesome. So... And, and now, and all of us have been in church leadership long enough, too, probably, to know that it's one thing to kind of go into a room and you put together the mission statement, but then there's also the strategy and then the implementation. So now you're, you put together a strategy and you're embarking on the implementation part of this. Yeah. As we had talked yesterday, I love the strategy that you're starting to put into place. So if you would, and I know that we have, we're fortunate enough here, we have a number of leaders here who are leading significant organizations, denominations, networks, um, churches. Talk about the strategy that you're, putting into, that you're actually putting into place. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, as I said to you, we are just in the beginning of this. I know, but I still, lo I still love <laughs> so it. So, we don't know if this will work. I mean, it's faith. I think it's going to work. <laughs> it's a faith <laughs> adventure. Uh, and actually, when, when I met you at Leadership Learning Community with Anthony, and, and we had you on that, and I read your book, uh, uh, How You and Your Friends Can Start a Missional Movement, uh, and that was awesome. I, you know, I, I got inspiration from that. So what we are, what we are you know, planning for and, and praying about is that how can we transform uh, from being you know, institution of denomination to be more of a network. How can we do that transformation? Uh, and as we see it, uh, we want to, to ask a question, what is God doing? Where do we see life? In our, we have 305 churches uh, in Sweden, so when we look over Sweden, where in our churches do we see God is moving, God is doing things? And, and then identify those key leaders, identify those key churches, and sort of build hub, uh, identify hubs and resource centers. So build uh, networks around those and, and empower uh, people and churches around those uh, hubs. And so, if I, if I get it right, you're looking for... Uh, and change my terminology around, but you're looking for key kind of apostolic leaders yeah. where it's clear that God's already working through their ministry yeah. to create networks around them. Yeah. Now, and I think the way the strategy you're talking about is actually creating two different types of networks. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, so we actually identified we, we need both a sort of geographical networks where people can connect in the area 
I mean, sort of that you are, what you are doing here with Ivy Church and connecting in Manchester area and building relationships and empowering each other. Uh, so we need that. So we are just, uh, you know, uh, preparing to, to see that happen. Uh, but we also uh, want to identify gifts. God gave me this picture that as a local pastor, when you look at your church, you see spiritual gifts mm -hmm. uh, that God has given to persons. And, and as a pastor, you want to identify, encourage, release. And then God's kingdom will, will you know, advance. And then I suddenly realized that God, uh, you can think the same way about a movement, that God has actually put, put gifts on a church, on a body. And when you see that, that's different flavor, different gifts, how can we come together and become a fuller expression of, of God's, of Christ's body in, in Sweden? So we, we see sort of thematic uh, hubs or network also. So what might be an example of a, so I understand a geographic network or hub, what's a thematic network or hub? What would that look like, for yeah, example? Yeah, for example, we have, we have a, a church in Linköping, uh, where, which has been very strong on international mission for many years back and they have built, built up both gifts and every summer they are sending 100 youths to, to on mission trips. Mm. Uh, so they are sort of one of the best examples in our yeah. movement of sending and training for mission and building competence for international mission. So they had said yes in this thinking to become, you know, together with others to become a network of, of sending internationally and building competence. So instead of putting that resource in the denomination organization, yes. uh, you know, with paid staff and so on, we, we say, we identify that network and that church and say, uh, you are that together with us. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this too, and this, this is totally unscripted. Because um, <laughs> it sounds like it would also be a lot more economically feasible too. Yeah, of course. So that's that was also driving. And I have I have my economic. Uh, I mean, it seems uh, like it's twofold. It's, to me, it seems like it'd be more effective than centralizing. Yeah, everything, so but also so, it would be a lot a lot less of a drain on would be less costly too. Yeah, and of course, I mean, and economics speaks uh, loud to people. <laughs> so one thing in this transformation and this changing process that has been really helpful for us, I would say, mm -hmm. is that, you know, we had about uh, one million dollar deficit two years ago, one million dollar deficit last year, so we couldn't continue. So the board actually said, we need to change this, we need to, you know, cut uh, costs and, and we, we need to work in a different way. Mm -hmm. We can't, you know, grow as an organization per se uh, and, and getting uh, more and more overhead costs. Uh, we need to decentralize. We need to see the whole body, the whole movement serve each other, you know, and, and the gifting that's there come together. So, yeah, we've gone from, from that to now we have a budget in balance this year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so... So that's really awesome. And, and of some of the, I would say, some of the decisions that we have made, we wouldn't have been uh, able to make without uh, the economic pressure ah. on us. So it's smart, you know, to use that also. Yeah, mm? to your advantage. Yeah. I, I mean, in the conversations <laughs> I've had with Daniel, I'm, I mean, Daniel, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely impressed with, with what you've done so far and the vision that you have for the future. I'm very excited about to see what happens with the Evangelical Free Church of Sweden. Um, 
we got a couple minutes here, and you, I mean, you got a room full of really um, difference makers, change makers, significant leaders from across uh, Europe and even beyond. Take a few minutes here and just kind of, from your heart, what, what would you like to say to them, to challenge them, to encourage them? And we'll wrap up with that. Wow. <laughs> what an opportunity. Uh, well, then I think I share, uh, you know, when we have done this planning and this thinking and we, we really believe in this vision, the, the mission statement and so on, we, we come to the point where, well, how is this going to happen? Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that's the, the nuts and the grids of what you're saying, you know? Uh, and, and about one and a half year ago, in the end of last year, you know, God uh, sort of, you know, said that this, this is not going to happen without... Uh, you, you starting to share the gospel and making disciples. Uh, and suddenly, you know, it hit me. You can talk as much as you want about planting churches, become a missional movement, and, we, and we will, it will be, you know, just clouds, you know, that will disappear. If, not, if, we, if we are not on the grassroots level, are sharing the good news mm. with people and making disciples. So, so then God challenged me, well, uh, who are the best on those things? And that's why actually I, I made a phone call to Steve Addison and Michelle and said, well, you are probably the best one <laughs> I know of doing this that we need. So, so uh, I think it's so important, you know, how do we today share the gospel mm -hmm. and 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 I went so from that point I started to ask all our pastors all our leaders I could ask you now do we as pastors and leaders do we really know how to share the gospel with our family with our friends with our neighbors those we meet and do we do it the answer in Sweden is no mm. we don't really do it we don't really know and then you know we need to learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, this will be just talks, this will be just leadership, you know, bus for us, but the kingdom won't come because it's the gospel. It's the gospel that has the power to transform. So, I mean, we need to do it and we need to learn our people how to do it, how to share the gospel. And a new thing, and... I mean, what Steve is doing and others doing. I mean, I, God said, you need the best. If, if EFK or Evangelical Free Church in Sweden are going to make this happen, you need to get help from the best. So that's why I'm connecting with you guys and, and getting help. Yeah. So I leave that with you also. All right. Let's say yeah. thank you to Daniel very, very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Big thanks to our friends at Exponential Europe for access to that interview. You can find out more about Exponential at exponential.org. You've been listening to the Movements Podcast. If you like what you've heard, you can rate us on iTunes. It's a big help. And you can find out more at movements.net.